You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you, you did. I lied. All right, this is Kill You Last Podcast. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Bashir. And today we have our guest, Mercer Morrison, in studio. Welcome, Mercer. Hey, welcome. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you picked a movie that uh, we were just saying that we, we talk about 80s action movie, but we also talk about stuff that kind of tangentially related to, and this is a movie that uh, helped create, I think, the 80s action. I think it, it also kind of helped create sort of noir-type action, yeah. sort of 80s noir-type action yeah. as well, because... Um, I mean, the reason I picked this movie is I actually uh, heard about this movie through another movie, uh, which uh, may have some overlap, Escape from New York. Yeah, we should should mention the movie is The Warriors. Yeah, yeah, sorry, the movie is The Warriors. But the reason I I picked this is uh, I just remember, like, I I watched um, back in high school, I remember watching Escape from New York and sort of being just really entranced with the movie about with with the setting and the style and sort of the ambiance of it and i was just kind of asking more of my um movie buff friends like man is like if only there was like a movie kind of like escape from new york and one of them was like well you should watch the warriors yeah and i was like oh is that like a sequel I was like no it was actually like made before escape from new york and so yeah and then i um i strangely actually i didn't even rent it i bought it and which was kind of like risky for me because you know i didn't have a job back then but uh i bought it and i just absolutely fell in love with it you, so you bought a movie that you had never seen i bought a movie yeah it's you're a man very, after my own heart yeah that's the kind of thing that i would do as well i bought well because um when Whenever the movie, whenever they mentioned that, like it just so happened that like I think they released like some special edition of the movie. It was like maybe the 25th anniversary yeah. edition or something like that. And so uh, and there was not like big press for it. I think but it was the director's cut. Director's cut. The, yeah. That's the one I was able to uh, steal online. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't find the non-director's cut. I'm always looking for the non That's the only thing available. Is the director's cut have the, uh, the, the comic book? The comic yeah, watch, it has like the weird I, I really comic like that book. Yeah, it's actually cool. Like um, I was actually kind of thinking like there was another movie that came out that uh hulk 2003 that tried to use that whole like comic book cuts and that just like took you right out of the movie and this one it flows really well because it does kind of play out like a graphic novel yeah it's funny well i i call because i grew up in jersey i was always obsessed with new york city even when new york city was bad i wanted to be in new york city (laughs) and i call this uh i I call this genre uh new york is hellhole like mm-hmm. there's definitely like from starting in the 70s you have Taxi Driver yeah. you have a movie called Fingers with Harvey Keitel which I love and a lot of people have seen you have Death Wish mm-hmm. so it started as its own it started as like uh, like honest to God like New York is hell everybody stay away oh, oh yeah and then it sort of became ironic and kind of it, it, like you know Escape from New York is kind of a, is a joke it's a joke on that and and I just how love how all these movies were coming out and everyone was calling New York a hellhole but. It took years for it to actually get out of it. Like I remember, who who is it? Like Pre- uh, Carter or Ford? Like uh, oh yeah, drop dead. Yeah, like drop dead to New York. Well, like, it was they the uh, just New York. Didn't give a he fuck about he uh, New York was going bankrupt, and they asked for money from the federal government, and, and they're like, and, no. Well, uh, Ford <laughs> said no. So the New York Post headline was Ford to New York City drop, drop dead. dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I love because there's a great documentary uh, kind of summarizing. I, I feel like it all came to a head, and there was still some like heinous shit that happened after that, especially you know in the 80s and early 90s. 90s uh it's called like uh the summer of hell 77 new york yeah. and which is great because it is kind of like this 
clandestine year where just so many different things happened, both good and bad, like the the 77 World Series with the Yankees. And then you also have like the Summer of Sam. And then you have like Plato's Retreat and um, God, what else? Uh, just like punk and, and hip hop and rap and all these kind of just bands all kind of starting around the same time. Yeah. And it's such an interesting documentary to feel like and all of that was happening in New York. What's that documentary called? I think it's like the Summer of Hell. Like it's okay. called, yeah. called like 70. Uh, yeah, Summer I'll, of Hell 77, it but it, yeah. And it's funny because, again, for me, like as a kid, I, I always wanted to be here. And to me, all those what those movies always showed is there was always like the um – like the sort of the landed gentry of New York, they like they lived yeah. behind gates. They had doormen, yeah, they had security, right. and then there was like poverty and violence. Oh yeah, what there wasn't was like a regular middle class. Like all those no. people left. Yeah, and even like I live in Spanish Harlem now, and apparently back then it was like literally the buildings were burning down in the seventies. Yeah. like it was a hellish place. Yeah. Everybody left, and when I was a kid, it it wasn't like. Uh, it was like, oh, oh, I'm going to graduate college and I'm going to move to Manhattan. You know what I mean? It wasn't that. Th- no. It wasn't until a little bit later that it became a thing where you like moved to New York after school. Yeah, yeah. like when I graduated college. Yeah. I feel like it, was, it, was, it started to happen when I was graduating. But when I was younger, when I was a kid, it wasn't. Right. I remember coming to the city for the first time and like I had this like cool friend who went to Juilliard and she took me to like Tower Records mm-hmm. and like Broadway downtown. But that was the first time I was seeing anything beyond like Rockefeller Center and, yeah. and the tree, you know? And I, I remember just falling in love with it right away. But it's like, I also it, remember being told not to walk down certain blocks <laughs> on the Upper West Side of all places. Right. But Unbelievable. I, well, my parents actually came here, and I feel like this is why they still have a skewed view of the subway. Uh, they came here in, I think, like, 82. Where'd they come from? Uh, they came from Poland. No, uh, they came, they were from Florida. Like Oh, they're, oh, yeah. oh, no. Yeah, I, they, I, they I genuinely thought, well, my mom no. uh, wasn't born here. So no, no, no. I, no. I well, know. I sometimes feel like that. I, I thought I thought you were going to be well, well, sometimes I feel like I really am from, like, because, like, most of my family is from Kentucky, and that sometimes... Oh, wow. Some places are like a completely Mercer. different world. Like, yeah, you know, they talk like that. And do they, stuff. How like, do they say Mercer? Uh, they are like, hey, Mercer, how's it Mer- going? How, Mercer. I, yeah. How do you like the big city? Like, they literally, yeah. they literally do say that. Are you up that. there honky-tonking around? It's like, yeah, well, oh, big, big. Like, sometimes they say, like, movie star and stuff like that. I mean, it's all it's <laughs> yeah. all in, big like, shot. Big, big, big shot. Yeah, big shot. Right. It's funny. My family in Jersey says the same thing. Like, oh, you it's big like, shot. How do you like the big city? They're all hacks. It's like, you know you could take a bus. You could be right there. No, but they came here. Want to live there? Just yeah. love to visit. Just real quick for anyone that cares, uh, the documentary is called New York '77: The Coolest Year in Hell. Yeah, uh-huh. I've caught myself watching it multiple times, which yeah. is rare for a documentary. The usually, coolest year in hell. Usually, That's I'm where, like one and done, but I catch myself watching this multiple times. There's a reason that like punk and rap happen at that. T- you know what I mean? Like it's also yeah. like was a pressure. It was a pressure cooker for people being yeah. miserable and, and having terrible lives. But it was also a great time to make art. That's always great for. I, us. I feel like that's what it was. It's sort of uh, you know the starving artist in you sort of force yeah. you to be creative. You know, because th- it was like. Um, I mean, you're talking We've about buildings. Totally burning. lost that. I know in New yeah. York. That would, me and Peter soft. talk about it all the time. Oh yeah. Well, I just remember like my parents tell me that they came here and because they, I remember them telling me they went to go see Annie on Broadway, mm-hmm. and I remember them like they never got a good look of Times Square like going in but walking out they say because you know they kind of had their backs to the other side of the street but they walked out and then on one side it was like Broadway plays and on the other side was just porn theaters and yeah, Times Square like, used to, yeah, peep shows. shit. So did you grow up in New York City? I No, no. I grew up in uh, Pensacola, Florida but like my oh, dad was oh, wow. always obsessed with like 
mafioso type stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he always read all these things. So I think he was obsessed with like one generation of New York. And then that sort of became passed down to me because then I became not necessarily obsessed, but very interested in when New York was just a complete hellhole and shithole. Yeah. I remember talking to a cop, uh, I mean, uh, that joined shortly after the 77 blackout. And he said that like, they came up with an unspoken rule called like the 100 Street Rule. If another blackout happened, you protect everything 100 Street and below, everything else. Oh, no shit. Yeah, everything else can go to hell. So it's so funny because I live on 109th and 2nd. Yeah. And I always, I always, the story I tell is that when, first I tell people that are like from here yeah. and they're like, oh, that used to be bad. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then other guys I know, they're like, oh yeah, I used to, you know, I used to run, uh, you know, used to illegal poker games in the back of the <laughs> bodegas up there or, dr or drug dealing out of the bodegas. But I remember there's a movie, uh, 25th Hour with Ed Norton. Yeah. And so in the beginning of that movie, the, the premise of the movie, he's, he, he gets arrested. He's a drug dealer. He's got mm -hmm. one day of freedom before he's going uh, to jail. And one of his regulars comes up to him and is like, hey, man, can I score? And he goes, no, no, I'm done. He goes, come on, man, for old time's sake, I just need I just need a little something. He goes, no, man, I'm done. Why don't you go up to 110th Street? And I'm <laughs> right. like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm moving to 109th and, Street. Like, what am I what yeah, am I? The, and that movie into? is not that old. Up it's on like, 110th Street. That yeah. movie's from, from like the 70s. Yeah. 25th oh, no, oh, no, hour? 25th. I'm saying there's a there's a song based on yeah, a movie 110th called 110th Street. Across oh, 110th Street. I see, okay. yeah. no, but I thought there was a, like a Motown song called 110th Acro across Street. Across 110th Street. But yeah. I think that it's uh, the, the movie may have come first or the song might be for the movie, yeah. but the, it's connected. My dad said basically Manhattan was 100% like racially segregated at that time. Like yeah. it, you didn't yeah. see white people above 100th Street if they were if if you did, it, that was a tell to the cops that they were buying drugs. Like yeah. if you saw a white guy up above 100 100th Street like twenty years ago, you 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 followed him because he well, was he was he would like he was getting drugs. People are yeah, not yeah. Shit. People no, are, you were gonna arrest him. Yeah. I mean, he was an easy. They're target. not necessarily welcome now. Like there's I, there's a lot of mean? I just like there's a lot of people. There's a lot of resentment and for you sure. Hear there's about a lot of gentrification, it, gentrification and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, come on, I mean, above hundred, like you could see there's white people everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, I, like the the joke I say is that people ask me if it's safe, and I'm like, well, there's German models smoking cigarettes at 3 a.m. on the corner. I think I'm gonna do. Yeah, I think I'm fine. Yeah, you think you're. I pay. You know, it's four dollars for a scone on my block. I think the days of danger over there are over. Right, right, right. But up so the. Warriors, and it's yeah, funny because we yeah. to, to the movie. So, and the thing we talk about, and it's funny. I, I this podcast more than anything else makes me want to like read up on Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this I is think, based on a Greek myth. So, yeah, this, yeah. so we talk about a lot about sort of the hero's journey and yes. like the, mm -hmm. the ordinary man and extraordinary. I think what, the thing that makes these movies timeless, sort of, and why the '80s was sort of the apotheosis is that the word of '80s? I think it just made one up, so, but you know what? Yeah. I like it. Is um because oh, we good. went through that like the '70s malaise and literally this like New York, New York City, the greatest city in the world is burning down yeah. in, in the 70s 80s is like the rebound the market comes up mm -hmm. people feel good about america again it's you get a morning the movie yeah, it's, and more, it's morning in america rock. yeah and so you know so that's where the 80s action movie is born so so this is sort of the tail end of the the late 70s it's literally the 40th anniversary of the warriors and peter garachi because it's going to be my birthday in three weeks <laughs> so this, this has been on my mind a lot uh for the 40 past 40 years but this movie is literally based on a, a novel is, which yeah. is based on a greek, greek myth, myth yeah. of a tribe who has to g travel through warring tribe territory to get mm -hmm. home do we know the name of the greek myth uh, it's a long uh, weird okay. word. Actually, I watched a video like before I came here. It was like, what's the difference? And they do, I, they do. I watched that video it. too. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't. I can't remember for the life of me. It's like Thymiapalapa. It's like it's forty a, yeah, letters. Yeah, in Greek. they, well, they yeah. do like adopt some of the the people's names yeah, into they, the story. It's, that's yeah. what I think it's interesting because there's a lot of cool like Ajax, but there's also yeah. just like cool names like Rembrandt is the name of a character in here. There's just like uh, Luther. I feel like is a good name. Yeah, is, is the villain's name. But in, um, in the middle of this movie, watching it, I. 
All right. Wow. Yeah. The name of the Greek myth is Ana- Anabasis. Oh, I was oh, on the tip oh, of written, my tongue. Written by Xenophon. Okay. Xenophon. Yeah. So the premise is there's a there's a uh, there's a meeting in the Bronx mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they're they're trying to unite all the gangs. So basically. It's funny because it's supposed to be like a hopeful thing, but really what they're talking about is uniting all the gangs to take the, over the, the city. Yeah, to take kill down the, the police. Kill all the police. Yeah. I got to say, the premise of this is just so ridiculous. But it's Amazing. so simple. It's very no, grounded. No, listen, listen, I'm just saying, I get this. I, I really hated the movie in the beginning because I just oh. wasn't buying it. I wasn't, it, it was very like, there was no way all these different groups, first of all, the groups of gangs there's like there's always four people or five people whatever and they all have the same haircut and then they wear the same outfit and now they're a gang like it's just like yeah, a bunch yeah. of and they, it's a bunch of people that look well the same. i feel like and, that you had to have like identifiers you couldn't like if everyone was just wearing different clothes no no, no. it would be way too confusing it's to have more that of a storytelling yeah. technique yeah. than anything 100%, 100%. Oh, yeah, in real life no that would be fucking weird well yeah. let me finish let me finish because i did end up turning around on this movie because i realized that this is I, I had a thought. I was like, this is like a like a play yeah. or Shakespearean or like a Greek myth. And and I literally had the thought, Greek myth. And then when I watched some stuff after I watched the movie and found out that it was based on a Greek myth, I started to really think about the movie. And it's more of like you really have to suspend disbelief in yeah. this to enjoy it. And then it's fun and it's it's crazy and kind of unpredictable. And yeah, that, yeah, that's what I loved about it is that, you know, it, and now living where I'm living now, because yeah, because the other part of the movie is that they do have to make their way not only, you know, through all these gangs, but they literally have to make their way from the Bronx yes. and get all the way back to their, their home base in Coney Island, which, I mean, living here now, I actually do think about it like how, because I've been to the Bronx before. Now I'm just imagining myself like, Trying to get back all the way to Coney Island, which is you know, it's hell. It's actually yeah. hell. I would actually yeah. rather fight gangs than take the Q train and the N train to get to all the way. Because I, yeah. I dating and friends with a girl that lives in in Benson, so we've gone to Coney Island, and it, yeah. it takes like two fucking hours from my parents. Like oh, it yeah. might as well. It, it takes really Bronx long. to Coney Island on the train is two hours. Yeah, I would easily, say easily. You might as well live in New Jersey and drive. And I gotta yeah, say, before we jump into the easier. plot again, they did a great job of like I feel like maybe because there's too many people now, but newer movies depicting new york i mean they really like i feel like they'll shoot scenes that actually aren't in new york or whatever and try and get away with it like they use vancouver a lot i've Mm -hmm. heard they really were so obviously in new york for this entire movie (laughs) you could not do this movie anywhere i know they did such a great job of like like some of the old signs that have remained like they still look like that like yeah. you know like yeah. the subway looks different but you know it that's what it really looked what's like what's so funny they great. run past the 96th street like yes. one train which yeah. is so nice now and at yeah. that time it's like literally like it's hell like you're literally right you're there oh, yeah. I, I think they're at their act they're most scared at that moment yes. it's the most <laughs> dangerous and central park and again i remember as a kid central, central park, park was for super me. dangerous don't yeah. go to central park yeah and, and it's funny because i was reading up because they're doing some new documentary about the central park five like you yeah know, the, well the, it's the jogger case it's the uh, Netflix show yeah. like they're doing. Yeah. Which it's like, and now it's like, oh, these kids, they were exonerated. And I'm reading up on it. It's like, no, they weren't exonerated. Like there were literally gangs of kids going into the park in my neighborhood and throwing rocks and robbing people and knocking people over. They definitely were involved in beating this woman. It just wasn't the case that all five kids raped the woman. No. So the idea that they were like, oh, they, they, they just found these innocent kids to, to ruin their lives. It's like, no. It's like they were part of a, a street gang that was wreaking havoc. Yeah. And whether or not all five of them raped a woman 
probably didn't happen, but maybe they held her down while one of the other guys. You know what I mean? It's like it maybe the, yeah, the idea of these, that these kids are like innocents and they got like ripped out of their homes and accused of this horrible crime. It's like no, the city actually resembled more like what we're talking about here, where it's like street gangs where people, regular people, were afraid to be out on the street. Oh, I don't know if it was exactly like. Oh yeah, oh, well, I mean, I, I mean, I, that's why. That's why I'm just saying like yeah. yeah. No, but it is. It is funny, and I, I've heard it said before. It's like oh, there's only four members of your gang. It's it's weird right. that these gangs are like they're like couplets. Like, it's just like so. It's so. It's funny to think of them as like stage characters in a Broadway play. Like they yeah. just, you know what I mean? And literally, the the best ones and the dumbest ones are the baseball furies. Oh like, my god! It's literally god. the stupidest gang, but it's also the one that everybody. Like, that, remembers. That's why I love them because it, it's like kiss like, and yeah. it's just they're so signature. Because like who I, I don't think I've ever met anyone that I've talked to about the Warriors, and they'd be like, yeah, I love the punks. If they do, no. then I'm walking away or the, from the orphans or yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, no. the, well, the orphans were pretty interesting yeah. too, actually, for them to be a gang number yeah. one, and then also like to be like, hey, we're not respected because we're orphans. It's well, like, so, that, course, so that guy, we, I forgot to like, look him up, but the he, Oliver Twist. He was in yeah, like, he was in Broadway. Danny Rose. Th- this movie, there's a this is another thing that doesn't happen anymore. It's like just like so many interesting faces in the movies yeah. in the 70s. Now everybody's like pretty, and I can't tell one Chris. I don't know Chris Evans, and I don't know Chris Pine. You know what I mean? Like they're all these anonymous yeah. stars. That guy, like literally, like his face. Which guy? The the or, the lead guy of the orphans. He's like, you tell you trying to say there was a summon. They oh, invite the guy, orphans. Guy, yeah, yeah. He was in <laughs> exactly. Broadway. Danny Rose. He was too, offended. That, yeah, yeah that, that's why I love is that especially in like a lot of seventies and, and eighties movies, like um, like go back and watch like Jaws, like the scene sure. in the. The when they're talking about you know like how do we kill the shark you know there there's people in there that just like you would never see in a movie they were just nowadays. like regular yeah. people they're very yeah. all homely looking yeah. like you would never see that nowadays or, or even be- or Robert I've been on a huge Robert Shaw kick and he's Quint in, yeah. in Jaws oh, yeah. Yeah. and he like that guy he's like a built like a bear he's just you know he was actually yeah. a, an English uh, guy chief. playing yeah. like a yeah and he's oh, amazing yeah, he's the- and I was like there's no Quints right there's no guy like that in Hollywood that would play that that character that grizzled maybe Ian trying McShane. to think. I don't even know who yeah. that is who's that Ian uh, McShane? He was from like Deadwood. Deadwood, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, which guy? Which guy? He, uh, probably like a little bit younger guy? of a of an uh, Ian McShane. No, uh, he's the guy who runs the saloon. I yeah. can't think of his name right now. Oh, uh, Al Swearingen. Yeah. He's like the ba- basically the main villain of the like, okay, I feel like yeah. he could play like a younger, a youngerish version of him could play a decent Quint. But then again, I would never want Jaws or the Warriors to ever be re- They should never no, be No, they touched. can't redo yeah. it. Yeah. But, but the idea of it where it's like, and again, I'm really into like simple, like if you can explain the plot of a movie in one sentence, um, yeah. And it's done well. I'm in G- gangs trying to. If the characters get back. and it's funny, this it's almost like the characters of the warriors don't even matter because by the, by like the main warriors at the beginning of the movie are not the main warriors at the end of the. If you notice yeah. that, like, and what happened was they well, actually had like well, that's the that's part of the story though. So yeah, so the yeah. they had to fire the guy who was going to be the main guy. Mm-hmm. They uh, his name is Thomas uh, Wait, and I, I looked him up because uh, I was like I've seen this guy before, and he's in he's in the movie The Thing, which is another yeah. great. 80s. Well, well, which one does he play? The he thing? plays like the nerdy guy who, with a beard, who's like now all of them have beards. Kinda sca- he's kind of scared. Uh, I forget. A what lot he, of them are scared. Which words? I can't think. I mean, I don't know how else to say. Uh, if you saw him, you'd know who he yeah, was. Yeah, I'm gonna look this up. But now. um, he got fired from the movie for fighting with the director. So they basically he was gonna be the main guy, and they basically got rid of him. And then another guy who I can't think of his name right now was also. Uh, one of the main guys and they kind of got rid of him and so like as they were filming the movie the movie changed and I was I mean I, I brought him up before Walter Hill is the director of this movie he's the his first time director wrote the screenplay and I think he's one of the unsung heroes of movies in general and action movies he what else did he do he helped create Alien so that's why oh, we were wow. talking about it yeah. he wrote and directed 48 Hours so in 1979 he 
directed his first movie, The Warriors, and then he helped. Well, Alien was in development for a while, so he didn't do it like right the same time. But he's well, that's ba- a big year. For he's him. basically been involved in all the Alien movies. He's been all a producer right. of all those that's movies. Huge. He helped create Deadwood, actually. Oh wow! Um, Look at how, how all hours. this is coming together. Yeah, yeah he did. Um, he did a mo- he did a movie called bit. The Driver, which is um, a great, again, very simple like spare movie from the seventies where Ryan O'Neill plays a getaway driver mm-hmm. and uh, Bruce Dern plays a cop who's after him, and like none of the characters have names. It's literally like the driver, the the cop. Yeah, and it's it's just Peter. Peter you love I love, I love these like Peter gets excited when he doesn't have to think or use his like, brain at all. I don't like plots. I don't like character like, names. I don't like names. I don't like. He turns it off. He's like, yeah. "Hey, Bob." Oh, I'm I can't done. remember I'm anybody's name. I because I watch line. I watch movies for the feeling. I'm not. It's not an intellectual exercise to me. To me, it's like more of a visceral thing. So if you can create a visceral film like that, where it's the music and the imagery, the music is great. The movie. Sorry, yeah. sorry to cut the, you the, off. The, the opening, the way this movie very, opens, yeah. with the with the 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 flashing light of the right merry-go-round and it's so eerie and it almost feels like pretty, you're in outer space pretty great a little digital bit. effects for 1979 yeah, yeah. Uh, the transition into the Ferris wheel and then the, sub, I mean, and then the subway car seen a lot of tackier digital effects in yeah. fucking 40 years later so, yeah, yeah like modern day and then yeah. this movie is just about literally the movement it's just them running through the night like I love that and it's the city it's the city of New York yeah, right. it's the, the city main is, obstacle yeah the city is the villain and they're trying to get back to Coney Island which yes I do like how Coney because I mean obviously it's at nighttime and then you know, Coney Island, they get there and it's the daytime and it is sort of like the, in a way, and I'm not trying to, you know, be pretentious student film, but it's almost like their heaven because like yeah. once they get there, it's like life. Right. safe, no, right. the promised land. Yeah. That is 100% intentional. I mean, we yeah. talk about it again, we'll bring up the hero's journey, but the hero's journey is a full circle, not like a half circle. Yeah. So you start at daylight and you end at daylight. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even And you go through the night in, in, in that's where really yeah. the meat, They're of, literally the, running the meat of the, and the meat of the movie paradise. is there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, do, do you want to go back into like the plot description because we kind of stopped right away at the beginning? I, I mean, I think just uh, just let's explain the gangs all meet up. So in there's the this beginning. guy Cyrus who right. draws all the gangs together for a summit, and he's basically his idea is that if if the gangs, as opposed to warring with one another, if they combine forces, they could take over the whole city. He gets assassinated. And the war, one, some someone in the crowd that's so a gang member. Who is, I mean, his they name do is, show who it is. So his yeah. name right, is right, but you don't know. You don't really know. Yeah, as his a name viewer. is Luther. It's David Patrick Kelly, who's the guy that Schwarzenegger is killing last which, in Commando. Which yes, I who do, is the star of our intro? Yes. yes, but but I do love how like the two people that actually had like viable careers after this is James Reamer and David Patrick Kelly. Yeah. Everyone else kind of you know had their little. So the one, so one one knock I have on this movie is that the the gangs are supposed to be scary, but they literally they they must have did a casting call at Juilliard and the yes. choreography program. Yes. Like a lot, there's like a lot of like really. Oh, the fight scenes gay. are like dancing. There, there's yeah. there's a couple of guys that do look intimidating, but yeah, for the most part, it just kind of. Whereas James, yeah. like James Remar, like was in this movie, then he was the bad guy in Forty Eight Hours. Yeah. So he obviously had a relationship with with uh, Walter Hill. He used him mm-hmm. again. And then he basically was coked out for all of the 80s. But and he bounced it, back. Well, it's funny because I learned about him from Sex in the City of all things. Wow. He played Samantha's boyfriend for a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. He was some like, like hedge oh, fund guy. You, you bitch watching nah, Sex in the City. Dude, I, to be honest, I watched Sex in the City for the guys. Like I was no, so, come on. I was so, I'm going to isolate 
appreciate that. I, they, you, you watched I that. Watched no, I, was, I, was so, I was so pissed the way that, uh, what's her name, did uh, Aiden Dirty and, and left him no for Mr. Big. It was such bullshit. I know Mr. Big because like all the girls love to yeah. fawn over Chris Noth, but everyone else I do not know. If you watch that as a show about guys dealing with women in New York City, it's actually a much... Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> Have I, you ever th- talked about that on... That's, no, yeah, that's no, like no. funny, I feel That's how I watched that. That is funny. I feel like that could be a podcast in itself. Fucking hoes! Yeah, yeah. No, they're playing these dudes right, pull dirty. It, pull it back a bit, and you got a good bit. No, yeah, yeah don't call them hoes. No, like a, like Aiden was whores. my was my the dude. Whores. These whores, these whores. She's a whore. Um, um, no, so, like whore. like these these women. It's like they're. It's such a lie. It's like oh, we're gonna. You know, we don't want to get married. And then the end is like all of them getting married. It's all they really want is to settle down. <laughs> Like they literally, the whole show is, is the a but that, but that's the whole them, show is a fucking lie. But that's them at like near the end of everything. I feel like that they they fucked their way, and I feel like yeah. that they kind of know their mortality. You know what the lie? Like I, I'm you know what the lie of New York City? The lie of New York City is is a 45 year old woman drinking a Cosmo, being like, oh, I never wanted to get married. Who wants kids? Oh no, I'm I'm executive vice president in my company. It's, I'm so happy. That's why I'm wasted on a Tuesday night at a bar alone <laughs> trying to pick up the bus. Boy. I was going to say, is that really a lie? Because I do think those women exist oh yeah no i no, i've so slept with the, a couple of I them too. The, lie, yeah. the lie is oh I, I i came here for my career and i don't i'll settle down later it's like no women you, you run out of time so wait you, what's what's your point the point is, i feel like we're getting pretty alt right the point here. is the show is all about like oh it's like all these girls should like, they have rights like no, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> i mean say. honestly that was mistake number one but we don't need to get into that <laughs> yeah yeah but no no no. if my ancestors I th- if i could go back to my ancestors and tell them maybe this is a bad idea but, um, I think watching Sex and the City as a show about how uh, uh, dealing with women is hilarious. That that's where I'll leave it at that. It yeah. is. Um, just to quickly button up what we were talking about, the uh, the guy assassinates the what was the leader? So, so James. So, yeah. so James, I learned about James. Long story short, yeah, yeah James yeah. Remar was Samantha's boyfriend for a while in in uh, in Sex and the City, and he shoots and he played- Cyrus. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Remar is the Sorry. one who gets arrested in Central Park. My bad. Okay, yeah. gotcha. so he's the hothead of the group. He's oh, the real. He's he the real. Ra- tries to rape the cop. And yeah, who's, who's Mercedes Rule? Who's also come up in this this show before? That's she, one of three scenes we have to talk about. But, so she's like yeah. an unknown. At the time, she was an unknown actress. She's the yeah. one who actually. She's actually probably the biggest name that came ever came out. Really? Is she's the she's the cop in Central Park? Yeah. Who, he tries to pick her up, and it turns out she's an undercover cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went on to win an Oscar. She's had a big long story. Oh shit! Career. I didn't know that. Uh, uh, that's more, like a young Mercedes rule. So James Remar came, like cleaned himself out, came back, did Sex and the City. He's done a ton of other stuff yeah. since then. But he, I he was uh, the second Raiden. In, oh. uh, do you remember that? Like oh, they, no, they really? had uh, in Mortal Kombat. They had the first one. They had Christopher Lambert as, Ra- as Raiden, and then Raiden. in the second one, like I guess there was like a contract dispute. Like there was a lot of weird contract disputes, and then like James Remar got replaced and like it's so totally different because like James Remar doesn't have like that gruff like Highlander voice like Christopher Lambert so there's a totally different feeling with his Raiden and then yeah. the other Raiden and it's just uh, and plus Annihilation is just an awful movie in general I like, don't even remember I, I, I remember, remember seeing it, the original one vaguely but I don't remember yeah, like, no I, I remember seeing both I think in the theater too I was like a kid at the time and I just remember like even as a kid because like I was entertained by like Power Rangers the movie but I remember seeing Mortal Kombat Annihilation and hating the shit out of that and i was like five at the time and i was like so surprised that like you know as a five-year-old i kind of had like these critical thoughts about a movie yeah. already but so yeah so um the other one oh so the the woman in the movie so they pick up yeah. a girl from the orphans and it, it's funny the reason i want to bring well, her up 
Okay, I was. She's with, she's like shit talking, yeah. and they end up together. Yeah. She ends up just going with the the main guy in the Warriors for some I, reason. Some yeah. guy who never went on to do anything else. Yeah. Uh, but her name is Deborah Van Valkenburg, and I looked her up today, and it's so funny because we just did Caddyshack, and mm-hmm. we were talking about Ted Knight, sort of like one of the unsung comedy, like yeah. all time great comedian, and he had a sitcom in the eighties called um, Too Close for Comfort, where he played a cartoonist. The whole premise of the show was he and his wife were in their 50s and 60s and their adult daughters lived next door to them. Yeah. So they were like having to deal with their young daughters who were going out and partying and trying yeah, to meet men. Guy, but yeah. at the same time, so that woman, Deborah Van Volkenberg, played one of the daughters in Too Close for Comfort. So it's so weird that we were just talking about this like random like 80s Like sitcom. I said, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah. There's a lot of overlap. So the big one for of... me is David Patrick Kelly though. So he's yeah. the bad guy in this movie. He's Luther. Finally, he's, we're out of the longest tangent of he's all the bad, time. He's, he also <laughs> plays the bad guy with James Remar, or one of the bad guys with James Remar in yeah. 48 Hours, and he yeah, also uh, plays Luther uh, again. Um, but one of the, like a great career. This was his first movie. He was yeah. a theater actor, yeah. and like he really got to create an interesting, weird character. This guy's weird. So, one of the weirdest movie villains I've ever <laughs> seen. So he shoots somehow. You know, five thousand people witness this assassination, and nobody no one, sees. Yeah, no one sees him. And he literally and plus, is. Not, and plus, there's like like a five second close up of him, literally like aiming the gun, with the smoke billowing, yeah, not trying pit. to hide at all. Literally right next to other people. Like just this, bang. this isn't the JFK assassination. It's right. not debatable. Like it's pretty obvious that he was the one who shot. Yes, you know. So and so he famously, like literally, the most famous thing from this movie, besides "Can You Dig It." from Cyrus in the beginning yeah. is warriors come out to play oh, yes. with that clicking sound. Mm-hmm. So I was I was watching Walter Hill was kind of stalling. He couldn't figure out wh- how to make that scene oh, really work when this. they arrived yeah. to Coney Island and he goes he tells David to come up with something and he finds these like little mini beer bottles and just starts clacking them together. That was pretty say, brilliant. Warriors, he came up. Well, well he also well he also said that like cuz he grew up in New York and he was just saying that like when he was little there was this guy that would like this really weird guy that would like taunt him and yeah. would try to fight him and be like David. That's so scary that if, especially like a big guy. Terrifying. <laughs> Wait, when he was a child this yeah, actually yeah. used to this, happen. Uh, yeah, that's what he said like when he was growing up in New York and so that's how he what he pulled from. Oh, how frightening. And then that's when he was like you know doing the bottle clicking and there's nothing scarier than a big scary dude being soft and yes. like like high pitched but you know <laughs> he's got like really bad intentions yeah it's a new york and, and thing, then dude. and then like the sound engineer apparently like looped it like he like he did the bottle clicking for maybe just a few moments and he yes looped it to where it made it sound like that he was doing it for a really long not time. to get super nerdy but um I'm, i have some music theory uh and i took some music theory back in high school and they're doing so basically i could tell it was looped actually when i was watching it for the first time because it was perfect triplets so he did it like it's a a triplet it's like triplet that's how you remember triplet it's a bump 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 so like it's three beats within a four beat measure or whatever and it just perfectly goes like maybe like it loops like four or five times before he says anything and um it's pretty cool that he improved that. I, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. So they blame it on the Warriors is what we've been trying to yeah. say. Yeah, no, isn't it? Isn't it uh, David Patrick Kelly who blames it? Like Luther blames yeah, it on the Warriors. Yeah, he says it was, it was the Tim. Warriors. Yeah, it was him. It was him. him. And everyone's like, "Oh, that sounds good. That sounds literally right. everyone yeah. just buys it." Yeah, everyone's just like, "Yeah." It's like, "Oh, what'd you say, guy with gun?" What, what and then he just doing? shoots the leader of the Warriors. Yeah, the just, just they just murder him right there with like no trial, no. Yeah, maybe no that guy's suspicious. Debate. The guy who shot the other guy. Yeah, yeah. I love to like, and again, it's like I. 
this movie is very simple, but there's like interesting. Uh, Walter Hill does interesting things to sort of problem solve in this movie. So the the narration by the radio DJ oh, that is was amazing. weird. Yeah. I can't think of her name. I think her name is Lynn Thigpen. Oh, okay, she was on then. Carmen Sandiego. Oh. So she has like one of those great voices. Yes, yeah. And it's oh, so yeah, it cool. Was, it was good in narrative. Yeah, yeah. So so the the, the literally the story is being narrated by the DJ as if like as if people are home in their apartments in New York being like, oh, I wonder what the Warriors are up to now. Yeah. I, I, that's, well, tune in and find out next. Well, that was the part I didn't understand. It was like, who is she talking to? Yeah, they how is never she getting really these updates? But it's myth. Yeah. It's a myth. That's what. That's what. That's what's beautiful about the story. Is look, it's not I know real that life. it doesn't need to make sense. This movie, by the way, if you're, if you're someone that needs things to be logical, like no. you will hate this movie. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't yeah. make any sense. But yeah, I I, I do Speaking, agree. It's so funny. Please. One of the so we um we let the guests pick the movie. Obviously, yeah. so one of my one of my things is that we've done fucking Staying Alive and Grease Two, and we still haven't done any of the Terminators. We haven't done any of the Rambo's, and. I, I I have I own First Blood on on uh, Blu-ray. I was just rewatching it for like the tenth time. That movie again, so simple. It's over, Johnny. It's it's just a very it's a guy in in the woods running away from the police. It's nothing that like the Rambo myth became. But literally in the beginning of the movie, he's he's getting you know he's getting arrested. He's just walking, and he <laughs> and they bother him. They take his well, they take in the police police thing. He fights them and he escapes, but they take his knife away. And at one point, he's just running, and then a second later, he just has the knife in his hand. But he needs the knife because it's Rambo's knife. But they don't even bother to explain how the fuck he gets the knife, which is amazing. Cause, and I, I don't care. I no, don't right, care. There's no there, there I'm so movies, happy. Yeah, some movies you can just forgive. The movie makes me so happy that I don't give a flying shit that yeah. it doesn't make any sense. That the cops just have, oh, li- look at this uh, this hunting knife that we found. Yeah. Don't lock it up in the evidence room. Just yeah. leave it on your desk, there, Tom. There's a lot of scenes in this in in this uh, movie that are just wacky. Like for, The fact uh, that a guy is, is putting coins in the subway Oh subway yeah! Subway tokens one at a time, so that the gang members can ride yes. the subway is yeah. amazing. Yeah, they're not, they're not gonna hop. I, I mean, like they're they're a responsible gang. They're not gonna they're not gonna hop the turnstile. I like anything. the. Uh, am I misremembering? But the the roller skating in in overall gang is that one of them too? That's at the end, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, what, what were they? They never even expo- really introduced and, them. And it's funny. It's always funny to me that the cops are like, they're like, dude, you see these guys in the leather vest? They're trouble. Let's chase them. Right. But the guys in the baseball bats yeah, the yeah, the ones, paint, eh, yeah, the ones that are like more, bo- like 10 times. Yeah, the ones that are like 10 times more menacing that are, that are like, aren't they the Central Park thing? Like they're hanging out in Central Park, right? Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't really know. Because that's where they come across the baseball furies is in right. Central Park. That's so another true, another thing of mine too is like the the action start, the, the clothes and the weaponry. Like yeah. I love it. When Rambo gets his gear together, or what Schwarzenegger and Commando gets his gear together, I this has got to be the only movie that I love where I would not wear any of the clothes of anybody. No, ninety percent uh, of the men are con- shirtless in yeah. some way. It's like a weird three hundred kind of thing. Like they're Except all like they, just they shirtless and have, hanging out. A lot of them have average bodies. You're and real skinny. To, uh, it's to, steroids. To, to, to Ajax fl- is the only one who's jacked. Yeah, there's a few that are jacked, but for the most part, it's like skinny kids. Yeah, and, then and like, they're not. Into, yeah, it's not intimidating at all. They no. all look emaciated yeah. and, and just, so I, I had a thought today too because it's like we especially with um with like the Hannibal Lecters we have this notion of bad guys being like these like evil geniuses you know mm-hmm. what I mean? and the, the movies really sell us on that and I think what's really great and I think it was his choice with uh, David Patrick Kelly most crime is committed by people who are mentally disturbed and or deficient yeah a lot of like killers are basically 
are you know mentally retarded almost. Yeah. So it's it most violence doesn't happen from a smart guy who decides he's going to outsmart the cops. No. It's literally somebody whose intelligence is so low that he doesn't know how to function in society and he mm. lashes out in violence. And I think that this movie definitely has a couple of characters and the the Luther being foremost where you're literally like, "Oh, this guy is literally mentally ill yeah and that's where his criminality comes from yeah, yeah. And, and like isn't he the leader of his gang which uh Was yeah the rogues yeah he's the leader yeah that's for that, sure that sucks like I, no, how would you yeah how do you pick that guy yeah 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 like uh, isn't one of you like uh, this loser guy kind of seems a little crazy and also not really charismatic kind of a bitch <laughs> yeah. at the end of the movie he's a yeah, his, huge his, bitch his, no. his cry is yeah. unbelievable when he gets stabbed at the end and it's like such a bitch stab he gets stabbed like in the wrist and he's like yeah. also gets a shot off that hits no one yeah oh, no which, yeah, they're all like conjoined together six people are next to each other shoulder to shoulder I was sure they were gonna and the other guy like literally just like slowly just ducks out of the way and is able to like throw a knife faster than a bullet which doesn't make any sense because I was sure they were gonna do the thing where he got the knife throw off but he he got shot shot. the fact that he and I can't believe they didn't do that the fact that he's the lead of the movie and we refer to him as the other guy just shows you how charismatic he was as an actor he sucked I'm sorry he was was infuriated (laughs) he looked more like he would have been like in an 80s band like a a heavy metal band kind of guy Okay. Um, uh, so, so yeah. If you're if you're looking for Oscar performances, I mean, there are like a couple. I, I think James Remar did a great job, and obviously David Patrick Kelly did a great job. But uh, the rest of the warriors, no one, especially the main guy. Well, I I kind of like the two the two like younger warriors who go off on their like they're they're trying to fuck adventure. Yeah, and, and <laughs> that's, like my, that's one Square. of my favorite part is yeah. that they are literally trying to fight for survival, but they're like, oh, but I'm horny. But dude, like, that's so relatable for like if you're like 18, 19, yeah. like yeah. that that you totally would do that. Also, you're rooting for them in those scenes, like you really like because. It's so ridiculous the reveal that they're at this party with these girls. Yeah. Turns out that all the girls, all the girls at the party have guns. <laughs> they're and a knives, gang too. And they're a gang too. What are they called like the Lins or something? No, yeah. something like that. Yeah, they're up. just hot white girls, like basically is the yeah. idea. And they just the warriors are here and they lock the doors from the inside and it's just like. Of course, this movie has that scene in it. It's so ridiculous. I, you know what's funny? I, I almost forgot. My favorite thing in this movie, my favorite scene in this movie, is is the scene where forgettable guy and saucy hot girl. I think are I know what you're going to say. The on the train, yes. And they see the kids at, from the prom. The I yuppie like that. Kids. I that's love the best that moment scene yeah. of the movie because that's showing them the world that is they uh, could, but that they don't have. Yeah, they'll they never don't be. It's the best part of this movie. It because you're wondering the whole time. At least I was watching this like, okay, this is just a crazy universe that we're witnessing. Street gangs. And that's like and the one every, moment of And you're reality. like, oh, wait, there's another. Oh, the, the regular world is going on yeah. while this is going on simultaneously. So basically in the scene, the uh, the main guy who we don't know yeah, his name. The boring guy. <laughs> the boring guy uh, is sitting next to the, the hot, chick. Name? hot Sa- chick. Saucy hot chick. What's her name? In real life, Deborah Van Vulcan. Oh, okay, I, I, thought, I, I thought you knew. I don't Sorry. remember. Nah, I never know the characters' names. Come on. Well, um. I, no, 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 I meant the actress. Oh, that's her name, Deborah Van. Vogel. Okay, insane. Um, she and yeah, they're sitting next to each other. They're dirty. They're like yeah. they're just She's shit worn all out. Over this them. is like towards post the end. fight. Yes, yeah, they had a big is, brawl. Yeah, and these like yuppie, I guess like prom. Yeah, kids, prom-ish, like that, yeah. yeah, like eight, very eighties. Even though this is seventy nine, very eighties hair. Yeah. Like it was like the beginning of Frilly that. Shirts. Yeah. Yes. And they walk in and they're dressed all and nice. They're all laughing. And they're having they're like they're drunk. Good time. Yeah. Same age as these yeah. other kids. 
and they're and the, and then uh the main guy and the um the girl are just staring at them like blankly and actually in that moment it, it works his bad lack of energy acting because like yeah. that that is like they're all yeah. happy he's they're all I, I think dark. he's good at like even though a lot of times he does have like very blank facial expressions like I think maybe that's why he was chosen to be the leader cuz he has a good stoic it's stoic face. it's ca- uh speaks softly carry a big stick he's kinda. believable yeah. as that character yeah, yeah. but but just some of the lines that you got to get off it's yeah. it's such a pr- it's like it's I mean I don't want to say it's a pretty moment in the movie and that's I, I think love them. W- Walter Hill is such a good director that that to know to put a moment like to give the audience a break from yeah. all the running and everything and to kind of to make you think like oh what could have been and also what's outside of this world we're, yeah. we're we're so focused in this tiny little world like what's happening and what happens when yeah. those people come face to face it it is like a depressing there's dose a, of reality but there's yes. a weird but there's also there's sort of a weird like uh there's sort of a mutual like understanding on both sides. Like they they know each other, but they they know they're in separate worlds. Well, you know what it is. It's like the first group they run into that they don't immediately have animosity. It's the prom or gang. Fight. They yeah. literally don't fight them. Yeah. Every other group they run they're into, they're the only they ones fight. that are not hostile. hundred yeah. percent. The only people that are not hostile. And, and in that way, it's almost like a mutual respect kind of thing. We're not going to invade and on almost, your world. And almost yeah. like if they could choose, and you wonder, could they choose to live in that world, or they, right. or, or are they? Is fate? Well, is it? Is it like Greek? Like Greek mythology, that their fate is written, that they yeah. have to live this way. Especially the hot girl on the warrior side, because they do a close-up shot. This is a very interesting shot from a director's oh, perspective. Oh, yeah, they, I forget they, what the close-up it's shot a, is. It's of her it? high heels. Mm-hmm. So the girl that's hanging out with the warriors the whole movie has, like, pretty shoes on. Like, she's making an effort to look good. Yeah. But they're yeah. dirty and and they're just like mangled and something's like coming off and then they do Bunions. a close up shot no. of the prom girls perfect like yeah. high heels but it shows that the she could be like this she cleaned could up be that girl. Like, but yes. or or like no matter how pretty she right. gets she's never gonna and be that well, not- she, and they picked girls that were mediocre looking. They, yeah. she was more. Attra- I think that was intentional. Yeah. She was more attractive than those two girls that were with, and the guys so weren't is. particularly attractive either. It was like, it. I think that was done on purpose. It's and it, that's great directing. It's not explained. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Mo- exactly. It's a moment in a film, and it's the moment that you remember. I feel Honestly, like, I feel like modern directors, they they would have like taken the DJ girl and been like, "This is the moment where you know, yeah, exactly, like, rattle off what was going on instead of just like letting the scene speak for 100%, itself. Just jam it down the listener. Yeah, throat. yeah. That, that's what I like. Is there there is like a lot of subtle themes and stuff like that and by the way the the female gang is called the lizzies the lizzies yeah. that was lizzies. just lizzies, i literally yeah. like laughed out loud when they when they said that like the, the, the reveal was so here. funny they're just ma- he's making out with one of them and then he starts making out with another one and during that she just pulls a knife on him and like, <laughs> But that's what makes it so just absurd because that, that's what I like. It doesn't take itself too yeah. serious or maybe it, that moment was I, supposed to be I serious. I can't imagine. What do yeah. you think? Honestly, I was going to ask I you think, this question. I think that the movie just doesn't take itself too seriously. I um, think it knew it was a comic book almost and that's yeah. why they added those comic book effects in the director's uh, Yeah, like the, the way that some of the the gangs are dressed in general. Like, I mean, yes. even just them walking on set, even in that... The baseball guys, come yeah, on. Even the, in that day and time in... Um, Aren't the the what what is it the yeah the punks that wear like the the weird the overalls and like the yellow shirts and yeah they they just dress like a bunch of dumb farmhands and yeah. stuff and and some of the other ones I mean like you can't take some of those gangs serious I do wish that that is my one complaint that I do wish that they dressed some of the gangs especially the ones that they have the more lengthy fights with that they dressed them a little bit more serious because yeah even the punks they kind of got like that that. uh 
Andy Gibb hair and yeah, it's just yeah. It's, yeah it's like they all look like it's like Farrah Fawcett hair and it's like yes. what gang is like uh, you know looking to get like perms Can and stuff blow, like that blow dry yeah. before they yeah, go blow dry the yeah well, it was funny because they I, I this movie was not a hit and but no. apparently there was like a, it incited a lot of violence so there were like gang fights oh, wow, in really? the theaters and so here we are I'm as glad, civilians yeah. being like these gangs are not believable but meanwhile the real gang guys yeah. were like yeah let's do well, it well I feel like that's like the one thing because I mean to go back all the way to the 50s there was uh, the movie Blackboard Jungle and I think that starts in Poitier like he, yep. I think he was a student in it uh, they had the Rock Around the Clock song and like people would literally riot in the theaters because like that was like punk at the time that's insane yeah people would literally riot any... it's like one two three o'clock four o'clock and they were like, riot they would literally because it was like you know it, it was like a jump song i don't well, know there that i've heard that kind of there story was a yeah. time yeah. there was a time That's when so they didn't, they did not want to show elvis's hips on tv elvis yeah. Thought yeah. Elvis, yeah that it would incite kids and you know what to have the older i get I, the more i think they were right no, no, no. because now because now people are like oh i can't wait to get home and watch you know all that my in, my favorite incest tv show like i definitely <laughs> think there's been a decline in western culture since that time so Them more and more sleeping like, in separate beds and everything yeah i mean you know? i, I kind of get the sexual uh and puritan like reaction i what i don't understand is the wanting to riot after hearing like a blues riff like what do you mean? Well, like, I mean, I, I, like, not, I've heard the story, that. but yeah. Well, I was watching and I could barely get through it just because of how it was like a, it's like a ten hour Ken Burns documentary about jazz. Jesus Christ! And yeah. It wow. is like I got maybe about hour two minutes. I just had to turn it off. You need to get laid. I couldn't. Dude. I couldn't. <laughs> You're watching no, I actually did go out and seek to try and get laid after that. <laughs> after I every, to. he banged after every episode. Yeah, just after every episode. I was yeah, like, well, honey, sorry, I got to watch my ten hour poon, jazz episode documentary. Yeah, I'm in between Charlie Mingus and Louis Armstrong. You got fifteen minutes. Talking about the circle of fifths in this one. Like, honey, once they honey. get to Dave Brubeck, you're out the door, yeah. all right? Um, no, but, uh, like, they, they talked about it and it would be, like, they let you listen to, like, some of the, the jazz stuff that would be, like, sexual. And it wasn't sexual at all. I was like, well, but, right. but, like, but, our, like, that was, like, the, you know, the fucking twerk music at the, of it's the because time. because we, but we've been conditioned. Like, what, it's, it's all what, relative, yeah, Exposure and conditioning. It's just, yeah, just, just like how Rock Around the Clock, like, the, again, that was probably, like, their, like, fucking in-your-face punk music. But it's the, also, I think, crazy. I mean, mass hysteria is a, is a thing. People, yeah. I mean, like, the Beatles, there was mass oh, yeah. hysteria yeah. around the Beatles. We, because the thing we don't have now, we don't have that unifying pop culture like they had. No. We don't have... Because like, like television I, was dude, the I, one. Yeah. I heard about Nipsey Hussle the day that he died. Same. And I found out who Ariana Grande was because I the saw her. The day that she. Oh, no. Uh. Well, no when, when I saw her with Pete. Uh, what's his name? Davidson. Davidson. Yeah. Why can't I think of it? Was, I, was, I, was, I almost said Pete Burnett. But, um, <laughs> Comedy, Comedy Pete. Pete. But, um, yeah. When I saw them together, I was like, oh, that. She loves awkwardly that tall guys. That must be Ariana Grande. <laughs> like I knew, I knew who she was, but I would never be able to pick her out. And when I saw them together, I was like, oh, that's Ariana Grande. So the idea that, you know, p- millions of people are losing what their What you're mind. trying to say is she's, yeah. she's the most famous pop star on the planet. And you can, Literally as, as no someone who's relatively no. plugged into pop culture, not have Oh, any yeah. Idea. Like sometimes I'll stumble on someone's Instagram and they'll yeah. have like millions of followers. And I'll be like, I've never heard of this person yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And you're and, and, and me and Mercer are in our late 20, early 30s. Like we should know. Like, like. Our parents were all plugged into the same matrix. Like, oh yeah, you know no. My, I mean? my mom told me about you know the whole Elvis the pelvis and Beatles stuff, yeah. and she yeah. did say that it was like a monumental moment. Was she really when I, she came? When she came, yeah, <laughs> funny, sorry. she but, came of age. No, uh, I, in a way, I think it's related. It's to really what, monumental. I, what, no, what, no. I mean, she was saying that like she, I know. Well, I know she I'm was. Kidding. She told me she was like actually more of a monkeys fan than the Beatles fan. But yeah, you know, a but, lot of people were. I, think, I love the monkeys too. I used to watch the monkey show on reruns. But I think what we were talking about with with what was going on in New York at this time is actually kind of a massive 
necessary, I think, too. There's, yeah. There was no reason for people to be fucking killing each other and setting buildings on fire, except that everybody was doing it. Was, it's yeah. literally a mass hysteria. So people are leaving. So And right now, there's a mass hysteria of everybody moving to Manhattan and ruining it for me. Oh, I, I don't know if that, <laughs> really? Yeah. I thought more people were kind of like moving to the outer boroughs. I, they are. They are. They are. And, and, and it's actually New York City is shrinking for the first time in decades. Oh, yeah. No, the lot. I've, what do you I, mean? I work in the news. The population shrunk, shrunk for the first really? time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's people that are moving out. Yeah, which is, hasn't happened. Is in, that of of all the boroughs, or just talking Manhattan, about Manhattan? All of them. Staten Island is the only one that grew slightly. Okay. Every borough shrunk slightly, but overall, New York City's population is shrinking. Oh, that's good news. I hope so. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I've um, I since I've been looking at apartments, like there there are some you know apartment owners that have told me that like they are building up properties, and yeah, there are people that are just moving away, so they are having to like lower their rates for you know, which is unheard of. That in is New fantastic. York. Yeah, they're, they're either having to keep their rates the same or lower them because of one, people moving away, and two, competition of oh, other places. And being you built. just see so many empty storefronts, and it's unbelievable how many empty yeah. storefronts. The are turnover right for a storefront in New York is it's insane. Yeah, for the I've seen like some staple like Times Square businesses all of a sudden yeah. just disappear. what happened. I mean, well, those that, are billboards. I mean, for they, yeah. they they don't even make money at those stores based yeah. on the rent that they have. Oh, I went into the Nike flagship store on Fifth Avenue there. I was like, what? I was like, is everything like a like a Middle Eastern bazaar slash discotheque now? Like, can I shop? Like, how do you buy sneakers in this store? <laughs> like, I literally was like, it was like five floors of Nike, and I had no idea how you buy anything. Don't in you the like store. ask the store people? No, and, and I looked at it. It's like, oh, download the app and scan the barcode, and we'll bring you. I'm like, what the fuck is going? Can I? No. I, I, had, I had to leave. I was actually looking for sneakers. I was like, like you can't I, buy I didn't know this here. was like an interactive Amazon store. Yeah, like, so it's funny because I I have like a like. So uh, I, I found this out. Like I wear Air Force Ones. Like I just have a lot of pairs of Air Force Ones. And this young kid was telling me that they call them Uptowns because Harlem is where you get all the cool Air Force One styles first. So people used to go uptown to get their Air Force Ones. Yeah, a lot and of fucking sneaker shops. Up dude, there. there's so many. Like every other week, they're opening up another sneaker store in my. I, I remember because I lived in Washington Heights, and every single time I would go down to 125th, like. There would just always be a line of people outside of a sneaker store. Like it's yeah. every mm-hmm. other time I would go, yeah. no matter what time of day, there was always people outside waiting. So on it's funny to me. So you go to this are... Nike Emporium in Fifth Avenue, and it's it's like a fucking zoo in there. And but like the real New York, and you think you're like, oh, I'm yeah. in New York City. I'm yeah, getting no. the New York City shopping experience. No, but meanwhile, the real New York. You walk in there, all, all the cat, the associates are just like like DJs, and they're spinning. No, no, like they're every, not helpful. Like well, they're not even like. Well, so I worked. They're at, just loitering. I worked yeah. at. Uh, I worked for Tao restaurants. What do you mean they, sneakers? They created yeah. this sort of like everything's a fucking nightclub environment. Like you, you're eating dinner at six p.m. and it feels like a nightclub. And I feel like now, like you go to the Adidas store, it's the same thing. There's a DJ when you walk in. I'm like, right, where, where are go, the yeah. shoes? Yeah, like, I, I remember I went to Macy's and they advertised like some DJ was going to be there, and I'm like, why? I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I just want to shop. Incredible. I just want to buy a wallet. All right, leave me alone so, so basically everyone's gonna leave and it's just gonna be gang warfare all over again. That, it's I, gonna it's you know it's just new york's just one big giant story you know yeah mm-hmm. it's a this is a we're living in the greek myth this is the i mean, I mean it's myth. happened before i mean there was a movie gangs in new york that that kind yeah. of that movie is fantastic yeah just it kind of chronicled the gangs of before and then you know and i think it was around like maybe the 18, the 20s 20s i thought it, no, no it was 1840s like 18, 50s, oh, oh, it was oh right i'm up, wrong it was what right up until world civil war yeah so so it's so like 
almost 100 years or maybe a little further than 100 years later that gang warfare happened again in New York. Well, so, so that was that what was happening then was the the natives were pissed yeah. about all the immigrants coming in because there was a big influx of immigrants. Which doesn't at that happen now. Yeah, so, but, but it's happening immigrants. again now. And literally all of the growth in New York City is is from immigrants. It's not from people in the United States moving from yeah. another part of the United States to New York City. So you, I I have friends, I have Albanian friends and they tell me like in the Bronx there's like full on street fights between like well, Albanian gangs and listen, black gangs. Albanians are fucking crazy. Oh, have you ever grown up around Albanians? I, I mean, yeah. ser- I'm being serious. No, here. I know. Listen, I and I, I used to do a joke about how they're all, absolutely how all Albanians are pretending to be Italian, and I I <laughs> say that in Dangerfields, and a lady started yelling, "Fuck you! You better fucking fuck you!" And I go, I go. Lady, I was like, are you trying to tell me that you don't have a cousin named Mario whose real name has 15 consonants? She goes, no, Muhammad, motherfucker. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you better get the fuck out the back I, I, I thought I was, I pissed off some New Zealanders, but wow, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's no, crazy. No, Albanians are, they'll fucking stab you in broad daylight. Well, it's funny because like they're, the, they're the only like ethnic group you're allowed to like Slur. Look, they're white, the, so the take, I'm, the I think I'm okay. The take no, they are. A hun- they, look yeah, at that. An Albanian is as yeah, white as they an pass Italian. As Italian. Guy. They but are. They're, they are like you can you can like make an entire movie franchise like Taken yeah. and just and just every negative stereotype. Uh, you can make about people. Yeah, sure. Just, Albanians are bad guys. Yeah, it's, the whitest version of Middle Eastern. Uh, I fucking the only time I ever got like jumped or fought or just anything that was pretty like bad growing up was a group of Albanian kids. Uh, pulled a knife on me and my buddy Matt. Oh, Matt really? Ritchie. Shouts out really? Matt Ritchie. Yeah, they choked Matt. And then I like kind of just was like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? And this guy pulled a knife. And I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. It was outside the movie theater in New City. So it's funny because I was Insane. thinking about. Fuck. So I, I was like 13. I grew up. Yeah. Shit. Well, they, how they were old like, were they? They were like 16 maybe. Yeah. 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 Damn. They, they just, I guess, wanted to rob us. And we didn't really have money. We're exactly eighth like eighth yeah, yeah. You, what do you fucking they don't they, they should they ask were bad kids the man. central park gangs yeah. like what, yeah. what to well, do so we were t- like talking about like me growing up it was always my grandmother to this day is like well not she just passed away but not to this day but when she was still alive to yesterday, be like yeah. do you know don't <laughs> carry don't carry any money on you in new york city like this idea oh, yeah, my was nona always still, my, I, I talked to my nona today she goes don't ride the subway because i'm going to easter to the bronx yeah, yeah. i'm going to take the car don't ride the yeah, subway yeah. it's very dangerous and I'm it's like, funny it's oh yeah dangerous. no i told my mom it was like yeah you know like would you ever like i just do it this to like antagonize her but i, was I love like, that would yeah. you ever like ride the subway and she's like no like yeah. that wow. like, just, meanwhile I'm, you know, I'm from elizabeth new jersey the only time i've ever gotten mud was in elizabeth new jersey the only time my family's car ever got broken into was it's like they're they're talking about because all city. the old gangs yeah, retired they, out there yeah. it's, it's probably the, like an old retired the rent, like the rent is cheaper you know 60 year old you just see like a 60 year old one day it's like sorry old habits it's funny you say that because i so we left elizabeth and moved to a farm right by the delaware water gap in like the pennsylvania border and over the over the river in pennsylvania there's a walmart that i used to go to as a kid and i went there the other night because i had a gig in pennsylvania and people that i grew up with were like yo be careful over there so the story is that they started advertising in the bronx to people like why live in a small apartment in the bronx when you can get a house in Pennsylvania an hour away. So all these people moved out there and then their nephews and cousins who are gang members started coming too. So now they have full-on Bloods and Crips in East Stroudsburg, <laughs> Pennsylvania, warring in the Walmart parking lot. Wow! But I was like, Jesus I was like, Christ. I needed a TV and some toilet paper. Like, I got. What do you want me to do? I got everybody in there was strung out. Everybody in that Walmart was strung out. But I, I'm walking around with a fucking t- LED TV, some peanut butter and jelly, and some toilet paper, and I'm getting my shit and getting. Wow! I, that, that's fucking crazy. And again, I felt more. Uh, I was more. My my spider senses were more up in the Walmart 
than they were when I got to East Harlem at, in the middle of the night with my TV and, and brought it up to my apartment. Yeah, there's definitely certain areas of New York that I didn't expect to be like, you know, not scared shitless. But I, I just remember, I forget where it was. Like it was on around like 155th. But I remember I walked under like this underpass area. And for some reason, like spider senses just kicked in. I don't know what it was, but I just racism. I'm, yeah, I'm probably. No, 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 no. No, you but know, I don't know what it but was about, but yeah, it started like looking very sketchy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Very few people, and I just remember I just booked it. Like all of a sudden, I just had this feeling that came over me, and I just mm. like booked it. Like I just looked around. Well, one of the things that makes us New Yorkers is is assessing scenarios. Yeah, and it's like you, you no matter how tough you are, yeah, no. if you're alone, you're potentially in danger. Oh yeah, no. I being felt, a smart New Yorker is not putting yourself in those. Oh yeah, situations. no. Like, yeah, everyone's like, oh, you're not a New Yorker until you get like robbed, and like, no, I don't, I don't want that. No. Shit. Oh, no, no, and, I've def- that? and I mean, yeah. like, I, I definitely have like friends, like you know, fall asleep on trains, and all of a sudden they've woken oh, up to like someone f- cutting their pocket. It's, oh, oh yeah, I've had tons of friends. My friends are uh, any of my drunk friends. They all have a story of falling asleep on the train, getting like you know, what waking up without their cell phone. If someone mugged them. You know, waking up in Coney Island or something. It, that is so dangerous, especially if you're a fucking girl. I have like girl, like friends that are girls that do that. And it's just like, fuck, man. Th- there's definitely certain things that expect? I can do that girls can't. Because the one time I did just like walk through Central Park alone, it was like a nice night. Well, you, could, just, yeah. you could do that now. No, but th- well, they were just telling me because like I told them, it was like, oh, I just did that. And they were like, I would never do that. Well, yeah, yeah. They, it wouldn't be smart for a girl. To yeah, do yeah, that. that's, that's what true. I'm saying. That's true. But it's not smart for anyone to fall asleep on the fucking subway. Oh, yeah. I mean, no. come on. Yeah. And and honestly, I've never heard a ba- like a story where like someone fucking died or even got stabbed. It was, it's always like a mugging. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, greatest city in the world. We can do wouldn't want to <laughs> live anywhere else. Yeah. I really wouldn't. And and, and honest to God, even, I, I do want to go. I want to check L.A. out because I just hear I hear. Some good really things spread. from yeah. other comics. Eventually. I know, I know, I know. I would, there's a, listen, there's pl- definitely pl- places I want to visit and see, but like, I don't know. I, no, I, I mean as, a, as a living thing. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't, people badmouth LA. I'm like, it sounds great. No, everyone that sounds actually, tr- I, sounds I, 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 wanna, I haven't been there since 2011. I do know mm. a lot more people, a lot more comics there. So I feel yeah, like it's I'll different. Have a That's a long time, time ago. Yeah. That's a long yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Were you doing comedy back then? Um, uh, to be honest, I'll admit it. Yeah, I was. So, yeah, so, well, that's something to be ashamed of. Yeah, we just met today. So you, you guys know each other so tell us a little bit about yourself and oh shit i guess guess this is like a reversal um yeah we don't have to go too crazy i guess no no i mean like usually it's like hey tell us about yourself and then like you know go into the subject warriors first peter's first listen peter's retarded (laughs) i could have been the leader of my own gang in the 70s you could have been your own luther yeah Yeah. you could have been that oh no i'm uh originally from did it yeah, I'm originally from uh, Pensacola, Florida. Um, I grew up there. I went to school in Mississippi. Um, I then I worked in Mississippi, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, specifically. Oh. And then, uh, and wow, then you don't have a, any south. sort of southern accent I, at all. To be honest, and I actually kind of realized this in my teenage years. It kind of took me a while to realize this, but like my parents have a little bit of a country accent, and I just remember like one day noticing, because like my parents still have a, a semblance of one. Because yeah, you you said like your grandparents or parents aren't from here? So yeah, my um my grandparents are all, well not, on my mom's side, they're all from Italy. Yeah. My mom was born in Venezuela on, they were on their way from Italy to the United States. Yeah. So she was born in Venezuela and came, but she she grew up here, so she grew up bilingual. But um, my mom has like a very Italian Bronx accent. Yeah. So I realized in college that I was saying draw instead of drawer. 
So that's like a really small thing. Yeah. But I used to be very like New York, like very yeah. fucking like, New York. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you not have like, like that a bad, trained but. voice. Like you have a very good voice for well, voiceover. Well, and well radio that's and, well, that's because like my dad and me essentially told me I was like, well, why you know don't my my brother and I like why don't we speak with a country accent? And he just straight up told me he's like, well, we didn't want you to sound dumb because apparently that's because my parents they moved from Kentucky to Florida and apparently that's you know they had some run-ins with people that you know they would like meet for a job interview or sure. like go out somewhere and yeah. they you know all of a sudden they would start talking like that and they could see like people's there's a huge anti expression yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Still people's to this day. expression kind of change you know kind of be like see i well, i i find yeah, that stuff wow. fascinating because very my, very uh, my family's from sicily and they're like you learn real italian if you want to be taken seriously in the like if you want to work in the mainland you have to speak oh, proper yeah, 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 yeah. and the sicilian accent is look it's the same thing it's, it's the south of italy yep. is looked down upon and they yeah. they even dub stuff using a, a neapolitan Neapolitan or Sicilian accent. Really? Like the, actually, yeah. if you would have dubbed this movie, all the all the gangsters, like bank gang members, would have Sicilian and Neapolitan accents because that that reads as low class. They they, they have a lot of different yeah. dialects in in Italy. You'd be surprised. They yeah. it's basically every, same language every region, structure. But, but yeah. what, what's like the usual? Like if someone's like da 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 da, like what what's that? Well, that sort sounds of like a so New York. They Galvan, say right? that <laughs> they say that Tuscany. That's like Dante's uh, Italian is like the the, the highest. Italian, but that's not really the vernacular. There's so many different ones. Yeah, it's it depends. Really... Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, Wait, so both both you guys are like of Italian descent? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. A bunch of dagos. <laughs> I, hey, I wasn't gonna say. I it. think it's interesting because no. I actually i i know I'm smart, so sometimes I turn. <laughs> oh, I, so sometimes whoa, I wow, really? I turn whoa. on I turn on the Jersey Man, accent because I think it I think it throws people a little bit because they're like like what are you doing? So I think it's it's to me it's almost like a tactic. To like use that like kind of lower like Jersey accent because I'm already smarter than everybody else. Come on, really? You can't walk in. I've definitely met a lot of people in like Mississippi and everywhere else. They have you know they have like thick country accents, but when you actually start talking to them, like they're extremely well read. I'm reading. I'm I'm like obsessed with Faulkner. I actually want to go. I want to go to Mississippi specifically. Oh yeah, like he's very looked upon in in Mississippi. And and I I I went to school in Virginia. I I know that that's not considered the real south but i you know i've traveled i've been to alabama I've driven, uh, I've uh, that's what i hate is like oh yeah i went to the south oh where'd you go atlanta I'm well like, mm, it's no. funny because people some of my classmates went north to college by mm-hmm. going to virginia you know what i mean like for, to them yeah. if you're from mississippi and and those places virginia is is part of the north that yeah. they went to to go to school but i've always had an affinity for for the south and i don't and i listen and i grew yeah. up around i grew up around immigrants who were construction workers and i also grew up around farmers um, or, you know, children of immigrants. So this idea of people, you know, their accent or whatever being a, a mark of intelligence, I don't think that's true at all. No, no not it's at all. Not. Yeah, it's very it's, stupid. I think it's a, not, yeah, it's, it's not a very kind of, it's a, it's a, like a, it's a real, it's a shorthand for people. I think it's the, pe- the people doing it are actually showing their lack of sophistication. It, exactly. And maybe it is just because that they don't know the unknown and it is their preconceived notions. And my parents are like extremely smart people too. And so, they, but you know, they had to change it up because they wanted to be, you know, well to do in in that area of Florida, which they did become. You know, my dad was became a stockbroker and my mom uh, an accountant, and uh, yeah, so I grew up like with my parents. I think sort of training me to do that, and I mean, I don't think they were ever like, oh, we want you to do voiceovers one day. Yeah, no, it yeah, just yeah. it just so happened to to be that. So and how so, long have you been in New York? I've been in New York since uh, 2013. So okay, cool. I started doing comedy uh, in 2010. And um, I moved up here. You know, I was doing it around the South and stuff like that. But eventually, I kind of started going to the same places, seeing the same people. Yeah. And I kind of just felt like that I hit 
as far as I could in that area. And I mean, like I had a lot of, you know, success. Like I, I did um, the Stardome, which is like a very big club in, in Alabama. I think it's like, I don't think Alabama has a lot of comedy clubs. So I think it is like the comedy club in Alabama. And, you know, I did some gigs in Atlanta and everything like, even though like Atlanta is like, you know, I think seven hours away from where, and some gigs in New Orleans and stuff. But I felt like I hit as far as I could. A lot, there's a lot of great comics. I mean, uh, Vic Henley from Alabama, yeah. Ronway from down there. Uh, yeah. You know Jared Waters? No, he's no. a good friend. He's oh, from he's Tampa, so he was like he's kind of really tapped into the Tampa, Florida scene, and then decided yeah. to come up to New York. So there's a lot of Floridian uh, comedians that are in New York. Yeah, are- and I and I sometimes go back uh, to. I haven't been back to Mississippi in a while, just because it is it's not my hometown, and so it is a little bit difficult. For me to get back there but i've been back to pensacola and there's like a lot of funny guys for a while like the scene was kind of ruled by these couple of people it was sort of like a gang in its own right like these couple of people who did kind of bring the scene down a little bit they kind of like try to take control but then once they were sort of like outcasted all of a sudden it, you know comedy name names i'm not gonna name oh, names right. no are they can we are they still around i'll give you their instagram handles yes. then, no. <laughs> no, are, they, but, um, are they still around i'm just curious they on they're on the fringe like it, w- it was kind of weird because they were like the all like the ultimate you know right sayers and then right. all of a sudden like i came back and did a show a couple years later and and i was just nice about it i was like hey you know i noticed i'm in town there's like yeah sure they gave the guy like a barely five minute spot the guy who was like the the all-time thing they gave so him, like, something happened when you something happened and i don't know all the details of it but it happened for the better because like a lot of the comedians down there are like so much better now i think because it used to be. It almost seemed like that Those everyone gatekeepers, had. Man, they 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 yeah. they're bottlenecks. Well, they for, also had like they all had the same like voice too, and they would yep. all do like very blue humor. And I'm, there's nothing. I don't have anything against that. But when it's one comic after another, kind of yeah. having that, and then you know, you totally know that this one comic isn't blue humor like that doesn't work his style and you can tell that he wants to do something else but he has to because oh, that's you know there's a gatekeeper but then mm. once i came back there it seemed very healthy very much like uh you know everyone kind of had a say in it it's just dumb from like a a, a produce producing shows oh perspective. yeah but, like but you should vary yeah. up the style tony, yeah. tony tony burkett's like kind of the guy that's producing a lot of stuff down there now and he does a tremendous do- job and i think another a lot of other comics have sort of taken an example from him and has started producing their own shows what are the clubs down there that there, there's not really any clubs. There's like bar shows well, mainly. Well, like yeah. it's, so it's a bar show scene. Um, yeah, like there's a whole like sort of yeah. So little... so Matt Mosley, he does actually. I kind of like going to it, even though it's kind of like a, not a very good open mic. But it's at Shooter's Pool Lounge, which is next, which is literally in the same building as a bowling alley. So you'll literally be doing like comedy on stage, and all of a sudden you'll just hear like Frank Party of Four, like literally <laughs> in the middle yeah, of your yeah, bit, yeah. which I I just love that, and then. But the thing I love is that like I'll go down there and like Matt and I've done this they like get, twice. They get crowds like like sometimes they do. There's been like sometimes I've where heard I've done that it. about not. So I'm only two years in and I came up in New York City. So yeah. all I know with open mics like my actual experience is just comics in a room. You know, a New York City open mic. Sometimes, but I've heard stories yeah. about these other open mics like elsewhere where it's like they actually have audiences it's like, a scene. like yeah. North well, Carolina well, sometimes and- they'll do like there was one time where I did shooters and there wasn't a lot of people and then there was another time where there were there were a lot of people there was actual audience and then that's that's the yeah. main mic that they do and they actually do shows at the same place is like uh, the Big Easy that's what they call it it's like this New Orleans themed mm. tavern or mm-hmm. whatever and uh, they'll do which is kind of weird because it's like sometimes you don't know if you're going there and it's an open mic and other times it's a show and so you don't kind of know until you get there but whenever I go there like I, I walk in and Matt's like oh sorry this isn't like you know the New York rooms that you do man sorry and I'm just like dude like do you Hilarious. know like what 
the New York rooms are. They're about the same as this. Like sometimes you do walk into an open mic and it does feel like a show, but most of the time when you walk into an open mic, it's just you know. Oh my god, in New York, yeah, yeah. You'll, yeah. I'll have you. Know other, that- other times I kind of dog and I'm like. Oh, yeah, this will work. Like I'm like a little <laughs> yeah, bit yeah, of a yeah, prima donna. Well, you have to yeah. let them. You know. Even in yeah. New Jersey, they're like, oh, it's, can't show your. I know this dick. is not New York. Yeah. Peter lives in New York City. Like they like people think that people we're, definitely definitely that have we that. have an attitude that we don't even. Yeah, have. no. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're just trying to survive and not get killed by people <laughs> yeah, with baseball really? bats. Mm-hmm. I want to start a comedy gang. I actually thinking about. Like, You're on your own with that one. No, because it's like it's there's so many comedians. Like it, the whole thing with like roast battling right now, I feel like the next level of comedian like competition is full on fighting. Yeah. So <laughs> a, a little bit like I mean, it's I think it would the be point cool. Of naked how, roast battles. Why not right. naked when, fight? What, roast what about battles? like? If Have you ever not, done a naked roast battle? I, I never want. I saw Come one. On, and I never want to see that do it. body, dude. No, no. no. <laughs> I think I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to make you guys jealous. I think rival comedy gangs would be hilarious. Yeah. Like I think and you could have him like in the Warriors where it's like the laughing. Buddhas. All, all oh my god! It's like all the Queens guys. Well, there are. The, I was gonna say there's clusters of, of folks already. There's definitely clicks. I feel like a, I would fall into a few. But get a I jacket. Hope. Get a vest. Yeah. Like have meetings. You know what I mean? Like kick people. Maybe out. Maybe I would be like the auto shrunken head gang because I, I do that mic a lot. Oh, I, that, I, that, like. I mean, that's a that's a fun room um, for mics. I do like auto shrunken head yeah. compared to like the the, the Buddha mics. I guess. Yeah. You know, I. I don't know. Have man. they loosened up? Because it seemed very like militant in a weird way. Like at the at the Buddha mics, like it was like you got to be here and there. Look, I stopped going to so them a while. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I haven't been to them in a while either. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why, why I'm I, asking. You know, and that's why like I sort that. of left. Uh, no, but yeah, it, no, it's still like that as as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, you have anything you want to plug while you're here? This will probably premiere what next. What day is today? Oh, today's four twenty. Blaze up, folks! Yeah. What's up? Yeah. These and guys and don't smoke. It's also part so. of Holy Week. We got I, Easter. I'll, I'll, I'll be the good guy. It's Easter tomorrow. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do the weed tonight. I'm gonna do so much weed. <laughs> I'm gonna do the weed. I'm gonna do okay, so narc. much weed tonight, man. I'm so excited about the holiday, the weed holiday. It's yeah, great. the mar- yeah. the marijuana holidays. Fucking, yeah, I love uh, the whatever weed. you fucking queers do. <laughs> I mean, whoa, whoa, be the fucking harsh. good guy. All right, no, I mean, you mean the. The losers. Listen, uh, man, hey, I, I no, just you know don't want to end strung uh, out in a gutter somewhere like you're going to end up uh, one day with all that pot, on pot? smoking. Yeah, I'm on yeah, pot that, right now. First, thing, you, first you, thing you smoke pot, next thing you know, you're dancing on TV. Yeah, yeah that's we, all, we all know where that be, leads. You're just going to be, you're going to be, yeah. Next thing you know, Alex, you're going to be a 45-year-old single woman drinking Cosmos. Listen, I'll suck dick for cash. So for fame, I'll do anything. I feel like a lot of people, yeah, I feel like that's the comedian's vice is sucking Sucking dick, dick for fame, <laughs> sucking that proverbial and yes. then literal dick for fame. Sure, but I mean, yeah, yeah, but um, uh, but I mean, plugging, going back to plugging, uh, yeah, I I mean, I do movie reviews and sometimes sketches on my YouTube channel. It's just my name, Mercer Morrison. Just type that in. Uh, Mercer's M E R C E R. Yeah, M E R C E R Morrison. Spelled the normal yeah, way. Yeah, spelled like Jim Morrison, whatever. And pretty uh, amazing they, birth name, by the way. It, uh, you didn't my, have to well, create a name. My real name is Chip Whitley. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, no, it's my God-given name. Because, That's like, a great name, Well, dude. for a while, like, even when I was in high school, someone was, like, I, I remember this distinctly because it was such a weird question. Someone was like, is that your stage name? And I was literally a freshman in high school, and right. I was like, what would I be doing with a stage name in high school? Yeah, like, yeah just like, in with, case. Yeah, anyone. Like, oh, yeah, I, I know my trajectory in life. I know that I'm going to be a thespian one day. Yeah. No, but it's my God-given name, and, uh, yeah, I'm glad that, you know, because originally I was going to be named Brad. Like, my oh. parents told me... Because that is my middle name. My you middle would name have been Bradley. a completely different person. Probably. Definitely, yeah. dude. I think about that a lot about your name. And 
it does. Oh, do you think about my name a lot? I think yeah. about you a lot. Well, no, well, I do. I do you. think about um, people's names and how it shapes their lives. Like, oh, sure. did your parents say that you like either of you guys like you're, that? Oh, we thought about naming you this. Oh yeah, Peter. I was gonna be Peter Junior. Is that right? After no, my not, dad. Yeah. Gonna See, be too bad. In my family, you're named after your grandfather, so I'm yep. named after my grandfather. There's like See, mm-hmm. that's my no family choice. too. That's an Italian thing. My yeah. it's Peter Lewis, Peter Lewis, Peter Lewis. But my brother, I have an older brother, so he was the firstborn, so he was named Lewis. So then for me, it was like I could be named anything. So. Thank like, God my hey. mom won the fight. When I was a kid, I, I oh, Peter's not bad though. Peter's not a bad name. Yeah, well, tell me about it. Uh, Pete, when, yeah. when I was a kid, I wanted something more unique, but now I kind of like the tradition. I'm gonna name my one of my sons Joseph after my father. Like I like I like carrying on that tradition. I, I probably will name uh, even if it's my daughter, I'll name her Gerald. Yes, <laughs> that's a very. Guess. It's actually a very. It's a very Faulkner thing too. It's that's what Faulkner's hard to keep track of what's going on in the plots of his novels because he'll have multiple characters he'll, he'll have the grandchild and the grandfather with the same name and you, he doesn't just tell so you it's which like what, like george foreman's kids yeah that he, he doesn't tell you which thing. one you're talking and, and the story's going back william and forth faulkner, in time william faulkner with the ghost writer being george foreman yeah that, that's yeah, that, what it is well, this, Marisha, it's been great having you on this yeah, is nice thanks. to meet you oh finally. uh yeah other stuff i want to plug uh what i have else? a monthly show at local 138 just check you know you can follow me on like twitter and instagram because there's some months where we don't have it uh, so yeah, definitely do that. And then also we have uh, AF1 Media, which is where we do all the movie reviews and nice. stuff like that. So that's our little group. Local 38, just for people who aren't in New York or, or you know, where is yeah. it in New York? Uh, it's in the Lower East Side. There you go. Nice. Yeah, but but actually I shouldn't even say that because like this next show, this show coming up uh, is going to be our last show because the, vi- well, oh, really? it's going to be our last show there because oh, okay. uh, the venue is shutting down. What day is that? Uh, it's, I don't know if it's going to be, it's next uh, Wednesday. So well, it'll be out. It'll actually, guys, it's tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow <laughs> go to Mercer's show. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be out, uh, on the twenty fourth. That's nice. uh, so. Yes, yeah, the last Wednesday of every month. So great, yeah. cool. I have my show that same day. So um, yeah. So the promo just dropped for promo just dropped for the fourth edition of Aggressively Chill. It's also going to be tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, April twenty fourth. We have um, so far he hasn't canceled yet. We have TJ Miller nice. uh, on the show and um, uh, Mike Racine, me and Dean David uh, co. Produce it. A bunch of other people. Um, I can't remember the lineup right now. I think Microsine is one of the funniest guys in New York. He's fucking hysterical. I love Microsine. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. I don't have anything I want to plug except I. I but uh, no, the thing I do want to say is we we have listeners from all around the world, and um, we do need to do a better job. I think of like creating a Twitter account and doing social media stuff, because I feel like you guys are out there and you're listening. And I'm I'm just curious. I'd be curious to get feedback of what you guys think. I mean, there's people in Aruba and Saudi Arabia. Portugal listening to this podcast. There's a big so, uh, UK audience. Yeah, definitely for UK, sure. which it yeah. makes sense. It's like we have a lot of New York listeners, a lot mm-hmm. of New Jersey listeners, yeah. a lot of UK listeners. If you're if you're from uh, anywhere outside of America, I just don't write. Don't well, write no, us. I mean, if you're <laughs> also if you're from here, I've just no, no I've, commie. Just yeah, love yeah. to hear from you guys. So uh, you know, reach out to us and uh, mm-hmm. thank you for supporting the podcast. Yeah, um, April has been our most downloaded month, so thanks, guys. Just in time for the 40th anniversary of me. Oh, in, and if you May. if you don't hate us too much. Uh, Leave a leave a written review on iTunes because yeah. for some reason the stars like that's what I was always doing just clicking stars but they don't register and it helps us out a lot. Yeah. So yeah. So this has been another uh, edition of Kill You Last. Bye. Bye.